Hey everyone, we are back. Welcome to episode 33 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. It's been a while since we're uh, on air. We hope to get this podcast cranking again. So today, episode 33, we are having kind of a Festivus podcast episode, uh, airing of grievances. Today we talk about all things trail and gym etiquette. We talk about gear and some things we've been up to and possibly even uh, talk about a risque podcast we've been listening to. So stay tuned, take us with you. Uh, We hope to be rolling out lots more soon. Uh, But for now, let's get this show started. Hey, Lauren. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing okay. Oh, look what I have. What do you have? You have a Coors, what is that? They call it Banquet. And I don't know if that's just the same old crap they always made, but now they call it Banquet. I don't know. They call it Banquet. Okay. But the music I've been listening to, they refer to that a lot. And I don't know if it's a cowboy thing or what, but I don't know. Hey, do I look normal now? No, you look like Cartoon Lauren at the Great Wall of China. (laughs) Doing a, it looks like we're on the set of, you know, Jimmy Fallon, but we're at like, I'm serious. Look like there's a desk in front of us made out of granite. Where is this coming from? <laughs> I have no idea where it's coming from. It just is. Okay. I see. I just see you in your car. This is crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Can you still got me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had another call coming in. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So I have a list of things I'd like to talk about tonight. Is that cool? That's cool, bud. Okay, and I kind of surprised you, so I wanted this to be a surprise, and so that way it catches you off guard, and that you can talk about these things, but you don't know what they are before I ask you the question. Now, wait okay. a minute, wait what? a minute. I made this podcast so I could be the host, not so I could get questioned. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so this first topic is etiquette, okay? Okay. Most people think etiquette is like, British manners or something like that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how are you supposed to act and what's the right thing to do? And like, so first one is trail etiquette. What does that mean to you? And what bothers, basically this is a topic of what, what bothers Bud so we can get it all out in the open and how are you supposed to act or people supposed to act where they don't bother us? I don't know. Okay. Trail etiquette. Oh man. Okay. So where to begin? Let's begin at our local parks, at least here in Nashville. We don't have like wilderness areas and mountains. We have parks that are, you know, utilized by a lot of people that dog walk. And there's one park in particular where lots of people run, but it also happens to be the place where most people in Nashville go to hike and walk and they take their dogs. I love dogs, okay? Let's just put that out there. I love them. I have a dog. I'm a dog person. But people who pick up the poop and put it in the little tiny plastic bags and then leave it on the trail. The trail is literally littered with plastic bags filled with dog shit. 
laying on the trail. Like, wh- who thinks that's okay? Yeah, that's horrible. That that's plastic littering. It'd be better to just kick it's the shit plastic. off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, like it is just. And I'm not talking like, oh, that's a shame because it's every once in a while. Like you go to this park, it's everywhere. And I just, it just makes me so angry. Like, like, I'm sorry, what's the point of putting it in a plastic bag if you're just going to leave it on the truck? Anyways, that really, like, you should not do that. I don't care where you are. I don't care what the circumstances are. You should not do that. That's ridiculous. Um, So that, that gets me. However, you don't see that in the wilderness. Um, So on a trail in the wilderness, you know, um, like I just did Art Loa by myself this past Saturday, as you know, bud, because you picked me up. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was on trail for a very long time by myself, uh, running and in, into it's a heavily used trail, so lots of backpackers and hikers and, and stuff. So trail etiquette. I mean, I'm one of those people that I'm out there to have a good time. Uh, and so if I see someone come in, I typically pull off the trail unless they, they motion for me or holler at me to come through. I like to just jump off trail and let people pass. It's not a big deal to me. I'm not breaking any speed records. So, you know, I typically let people pass. Um, you know, some people just want to take up the whole trail and not let anybody pass either direction. And I, Mm -hmm. again, I don't get it. Uh, also in the wilderness, I don't think you should be having earbuds in or a phone conversation if you have service and not paying attention to your surroundings. I scared a woman half to death when I ran up on her. She thought I was a bear, um, but she had no idea of her surroundings because she was on the phone. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Those kinds of things annoy me, I guess. Um, I don't know. We got bed. So I have a few. One of them is I'm not there to listen to anyone else's music. Oh, so, God, no, that's the worst. Yes. Yeah. So earbuds aside, that I don't care. You have yeah, your yeah. thing. But I do not want loud music. Like I know we've seen people and I, I know we're more in a public area when it was um, down there on the backside of LeConte or whatever. But yeah, people brought 1985 boom boxes and they yeah. were carrying these things, playing them loud. And it's a bunch of frat boys and they had Nerf footballs and all kinds of shit. And yet they're hiking three or four miles onto the trail to go see a waterfall and blasting their music. Yeah. They are bringing their entire, you know, Greek college frat boy thing with them. And it yeah. was dis- disgusting. Yeah. And I actually had that on the art lobe. There was a group of young guys hiking, blasting their music. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't get it. Like when you're out in the wilderness, that's cool if you want to listen to music. No problem with that. But we don't want to hear it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just common courtesy. I will say when I was alone for that last mile in the dark, I put on music for the sole purpose of scaring bears. <laughs> it, was not, it was not for my listening enjoyment. And there was no one else around on trail at this time. Uh, but I did turn it on because, you know, I was a little worried. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, happen upon a bear. Um so anyways, yeah, uh, the music, when people are blasting it, I cannot stand that. Like, I, I don't want to hear people's music. I hate most people's music taste anyway, so it just annoys yeah. me. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like 
when you're many, many miles out in a trail somewhere and you're by yourself or you encounter other trail runners or other hikers or something, it's proper etiquette to acknowledge them, but not freaking talk to them and bo- bother them. But you have, you, you, have, you, you have to be courteous to your fellow, you know, hiker or whatever and acknowledge yeah. their existence, you know, to make sure that they're not injured or hurt or need help or lost supplies or, or they're lost. Or, but you don't want to bother them because they're out there to enjoy their peaceful alone time, you know? Right. I will say um, when I was running Art Loeb this past weekend, again, solo female running this very long trail out in the wilderness, uh, I cannot tell you how many men wanted to ask me if I was really alone. Um, That's a little creepy. I know they didn't intend it to be creepy. I'm not like trying to, you know, be mean. Uh, But it's like, maybe that's not the thing you want to ask a female <laughs> on trail in the wilderness. I don't know. It comes off as a little creepy. I'm just going to say it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I try to stop and chat and say hi with people when I'm at a point I can do it. And yeah, I enjoy that. Sometimes I'm not, I don't enjoy it and I just want to mm-hmm. run. Um, but yeah, I've had people stop me just for the sole purpose of asking if I was really alone or, Things like that. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, just, just don't, guys. Just, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gym etiquette. <laughs> okay. First of all, you know I don't like the gym that much. Is it and because? Try- is well, is it because of the other people? It's because there are people there. Yes. Yeah. Because. <laughs> There's people at the gym. <laughs> at least in the wilderness, we're more spread out. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, I go to the gym. I'm not a huge fan of the gym. It's like a necessary thing. Uh, I, I actually lift weights and things at home most of the time. It's what I prefer. Uh, I, there are some things that I have to go to the gym for. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, like people sitting on the machines, on their phones, they're not actually resting, or maybe they're pretending to rest between sets, but we all mm-hmm. know you're not. Um, people don't wipe down the machine. Yes, that's my, <laughs> I hate that one. And then, of course, you got the guys who, like, follow you around, and they think they're being nonchalant, and it's, like, totally obvious, and you're like, I, just please leave me alone. <laughs> just want to work out in peace like i'm not here to pick up guys yeah i don't know i don't spend a whole lot of time in gyms but those are the ones that come to mind i didn't know this podcast was going to be a lauren's ranting and bitching episode (laughs) well i just feel like we have to get some stuff out there because i'm (laughs) trying to change the world for the better okay you know so also um heavy cologne do Uh, not do that at the gym do or not. on a trail. Just don't do it on a trail. Either. Or on a trail. And yeah. also really bad BO. Okay. <laughs> hey, some of us can't help that we stink on the trail. Okay. No, listen, when you when you're clean and then you start sweating, that's not bad BO. When you've got the people I encountered at the gym today are the type of people who, you know, they're carrying this BO for days on yeah. end. And then they're going to the gym, and it's like, this is beyond bad. Yeah, that's you know? 
really bad. Okay. But it's equally as disgusting, you know, all the Axe body spray and people get all, <laughs> I'm serious, man. They, they spray it all up and then they go to the gym and it's like, Ew. you can, you can yeah, smell them a hundred feet away. That's it's, bad. And I can't breathe. I'm, I'm like sick of it, yeah. you know, oh, I can't stand it. Okay. So all the things Bud and Lauren hate. <laughs> yeah. Our Bud also hates it when you get dumbbells in front of the rack and you sit there and you use the dumbbells right in front of the rack. You block it you for block, everybody else. You block it for everybody else. Yeah. Take, take your dumbbells somewhere else and curl them or do whatever and then go put them back. <laughs> but I also okay. hate it when, when people are going to do like three or four sets with dumbbells, they carry them off and they keep them. And it's like, dude, I, I need those ones. You yeah, know, or, yeah. So I always re-rack them and wait between sets, you know, so in case anyone else needs them. Yeah. But I don't know, that's just me. You're too nice, bud. You're too nice. I'm way too nice. Yes. Gotta also, get mean. Don't don't drop your dumbbells. I hate that. People oh, yeah. they 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 start bench pressing or do, and then they drop the dumbbells and it's like yeah, I, I swear understand. to God, if someone hits my foot, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, I don't understand that one. I don't know. <laughs> that's a I'm, man thing. <laughs> I'm usually not in a rage like this <laughs> but you're all feisty tonight what's this, up this feisty is what I've been, I've, been, I've been holding it back he's been bottling it in for years he's like that's it tonight's podcast is the rant and rave yeah. of lauren and bud run wild yeah so like they had this bench at the gym thank god they've got like four or five of them now but used to we only had one and so it's where i got to go to do my bench presses with dumbbells you know yeah. And there'd be people out there putting like one foot on it, doing these weird lunges and stuff and, and hogging it. And I'm like, man, you can use a box or you can use anything, yeah. but you're using my bench. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we're going to see you on the news. It's like local man just gets enraged at all the <laughs> people in the gym. <laughs> Goes on the I, rampage. Two I'm people. just, I know. <laughs> People. oh my goodness mm, that's funny but <laughs> um i have one that i don't know if you have a whole lot to contribute to but okay. i want to i want to go into this one <laughs> while i'm while i'm complaining about society i'm sorry okay trout stream etiquette okay <laughs> okay all right there's a rule about how much distance i need away from everybody else when i'm at my place where I'm fishing, do not be anywhere where I could see you. So if it's a hundred <laughs> and you know, you need to be like a hundred something feet away. That's all there is to it. And if I'm fishing somewhere, don't come 20 feet close to me and start fishing in the same place. I will get mad. And also if there, there's something in trout fishing that's important and it's called resting the water. So once I start fishing, if I actually catch one, which I did the other day, finally, in my, you know, the, it messes up the water. So it's mm -hmm. like every, all the other fish are panicked. Everything's messed up. So you got to just kind of chill for a little bit. As soon as I stop fishing and I'm standing there still and I've caught a fish, 
that's not an open invitation for everybody else to come in and fish right where I'm like, at. Oh, that's where the fish are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This idiot found them. I'm going right there. It's like, no, yeah. it's like, I got to let the water just sit for 10 minutes yeah. while these things calm down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Trout stream etiquette. I'm sorry. Okay. Duly okay. noted. Yeah. Now I'm sure you can, you've got some stuff here, Lauren. Um, race etiquette or ultra etiquette. Mm. What what's unique mm. about a race that some people do kind of wrong? It may not be the same as an adventure run, but what are some things that they could do better or maybe they don't know the rules? Unspoken rules is really what etiquette is. It's things that are just cur courteous to your fellow people. You know, I don't know. That's a hard one. I will tell you some bad behavior I've seen at races. That... Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I saw, and you probably remember this because I think you were there, bud. Were you there? Maybe it wasn't you. I don't know. Years ago at a race director that shall not be named race. This was years ago. Um, I was at an aid station taking a break. I don't remember what was going on. Might have been the relay. And I was waiting on a runner to switch off at an aid station. And anyways, there was a 50 mile going on at the same time and a hundred mile. And this girl comes running into the aid station and, you know, of course the volunteers are great. They're like taking her pack to refill her water bladder for her. Cause if you're a runner, you know, it's, it's so helpful to have somebody do all that for you. Um, yeah. so they, they filled up her bladder just as you would expect. And she freaking threw a hissy fit because they filled it all the way up and she didn't want it all the way up. Cause she said it was too heavy. And she, was so rude and was yelling and bitching to these volunteers who are out there mm. on their free time trying to help these runners and getting, you know, nothing in return. And this girl just went apeshit. And I was like, is this really happening? Like, she, I, I don't know, she got disqualified. I hope she did because it was so rude. First of all, I wouldn't ever treat another human being like that anyways. No. Nope. Um, but but especially a volunteer at a race who was trying to help me and be nope. helpful. Yeah, it was just downright horde. Um, I yeah, just you never, couldn't believe it. You never treat people like that, especially yeah. not volunteers, especially not service people. Yeah. And not not anybody. And then no. if she She's didn't... probably the one that always wants to talk to the manager, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this person. All I know is that it was horrible behavior. And let me tell you something. You've seen me. I've been in 100 mile races. I've been in really hard things. I may be in a bad mood and pissy and not want to do anything, but I would never, ever treat a volunteer that way. I don't care like how rough mm. I am. Uh, and so I saw that and I just remember thinking, that's just horrible. Like, I cannot believe that at a But also, also, it's her own fault. She should have told them how much water she wants. Well, and maybe she did, but come on. These are like volunteers. Most of the time, they're not so even guess what? runners. You I, know? I'll tell you a little secret. It's science, okay? You can you dump could, some out you yourself. Can, yeah. What's you the big deal? You can pour some out, yeah. Good. You, yeah, so I saw that. Out. And I was just like, man, <sighs> yeah, I don't even remember what happened or I was waiting on somebody, but yeah. Um, Luckily, I haven't seen a whole lot of that, but obviously it exists. I have had people do mean things to me during a trail run. Uh, 
I won't yeah. really go into the so, details about that. It was an organized race and I had someone who doesn't like me actually try to sabotage my race by um, having people drive past me and throw things at me. That was really fun. Uh, yeah, so there's people, grown ass people who do those kinds of things, um, which, you know, is ridiculous. Uh, what else? I, I don't know. Can't think of any other bad behaviors. What do you got, bud? Well, I think, you know, recognizing um, that we we all want to do our best at a race or everyone is doing their own race. You want yeah. every you want everyone to have the best day that they can for what it is their goal was that they were trying to achieve, you know. Yeah. And so if if there's faster people out there, you let them pass and yeah. always stage yourself. At the part of the pack when the race starts where you think your time is you know yeah don't don't go to the front let the let the fast people go to the front oh yeah and yeah. and uh, don't start in the way just for hundreds of people to pass you you know yeah and i think uh it's important everyone you encounter on at a race it's not a race is not the same thing as being out in the wilderness enjoying your alone time so yeah. when you're at a race every person you see cheer them on i don't yeah. care who they are i don't care how bad they are how good they are cheer on everybody yeah and, I agree. I, and even when there was stuff that was important to me i was doing triathlon stuff and there's pro athletes there and they're they're cheering on the regular people and of course they're they're passing us and they're looping us you know they're they're hitting their second loop when we're on our first loop and they're cheering on everybody you know yeah. And I'm like, man, I feel important now. It's like a, a pro athlete has acknowledged that I'm alive or, you know, <laughs> that I'm, I'm out here too, you know? Yeah. And quite frankly, those pro athletes are getting paid money <laughs> be, right. be, because people like us, th there's like 10 of them and there's 4,000 of us that paid to go to the race. Right. That, that's how come they get their paycheck. <laughs> right. Because, because we're. Yeah you know out there you know enjoying it you know yeah i when you're saying that i just remembered i recalled one more um episode uh years ago when i was running a race and it was i was almost at the end and i was coming down a mountain i'm not a fast downhill runner those who know me in real life know i'm a little top heavy and uh gravity's not my friend going downhill okay so I'm, I'm not a great downhill runner. I, I'm aware of that. And I was coming down this mountain. My legs were tired. It was the end of the race. I had a man run up behind me, then stop me. Okay, this is during a race to correct my running form. <laughs> the ultimate mansplaining of what I was doing wrong and how he could help me. And I'm just like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, fuck off. Like, just get the fuck out of here. But in my face, I'm tired and I don't know who I was around. So I'm just like, I, just, I didn't even say anything. I was just looked at him. And then, like, he finally just ran on down. But I'm like, I mean, who the hell does that? Like, why? Like, that's so dumb. I, I'm, I'm out there get crushing the race and I'm having a good time. I'm ready mm -hmm. for it to 
done? Like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just never understood that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just don't do that. Like, that's not the right time. And you know what? Unless you're a person's hired running coach, maybe you shouldn't even like bring it up and <laughs> critiquing their running form. Like, maybe just don't talk yeah. about it unless yeah. they ask you. You know. Uh, just yeah. I mean, like, who does that? So. Apparently yeah, the, the other can. thing, the other thing, thing unique about races is you might find some people who are doing it for a special reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they um, are overcoming a hard place in their personal life, yeah. and it could it could be either they've gone through a bad relationship and now they feel independence and they want to do this race as a sign of, you know, uh, to show the world they're independent now. Maybe they have suffered grief or something and maybe they're doing Mm -hmm. this as a memorial or maybe they have they're turning over a new leaf in their life as far as their fitness or as far as uh you know conquering addiction or doing something and so yeah any word of encouragement you can give somebody you you never know what that's going to do to them to just boost their spirits and help them achieve their goal and so i think that's what's important about race etiquette i think and also respecting the environment because yeah. the race the race directors got permission from mm-hmm. the forest service and the landowners to do this yeah. thing and we can't be a bunch of idiots out there destroying the property you know like leaving, leaving trash getting off trail you yeah. know some some places it's private and it's a mm-hmm. it's a reserve or it's someone's backyard and you know we can't we can't muck it up where they're going to say okay these 2 miles you're not allowed on there no more and yeah. so this race director can't host this race there anymore. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and you know, I want to say this is like the episode of airing grievances. It's like Festivus. Okay. We're like, airing fest- yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the total airing. But I will say 99% of the people that I come across in the outdoors, they're great at races. They're great. They're just are, there's, you know, the small population of people that for whatever mm-hmm. reason, are doing things that are just, you know, not cool. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> know what know, else? Yeah. What's that? I'm going to, I'm going to add this. The race director gives you a list of rules. Okay. Yeah. And you've got like this runner's handbook. You've got a yeah. crew pacer handbook and they do this for a reason. They emphasize certain things and you better stick to those rules and don't yeah. break them and don't be that person who ruins it for everybody. Right. And there's there's in a in a big ultra race maybe there's there's 10 aid stations okay in a 100 mile race and maybe there's only like five of them where they allow the crew to go to yeah don't be that typical yeah yeah don't be that team that drives to an aid station you're not allowed to go to yeah yeah and a lot of times the race director has no choice but to make it off limits because there's no parking lot there. Yeah, and the access and all yeah, that. Yeah, he can't have 50 cars showing up there, you yeah. know? Yeah, there's and a reason. So yeah. There's a reason. And so just yeah. do your best, obey the damn rules, and, and, and then everything works out great. Yeah, and I'm, no, I agree. And I think I've been a part of several big events, um, that not, not races, but... Uh, like blacksmith conventions and the the people in charge they they never get the recognition that they deserve what they get so you may have 
they get the airing of grievances <laughs> yeah yeah so what what ha what will happen to the organizers is 95% of the people are going to have an absolutely wonderful time and they're going to there's going to be like 5% of the people who had a wonderful time are actually going to acknowledge the organizers and tell them how good it was but i swear to god 100% of the ones who had a bad time are going to be mouthy about it and they're going to tell him about it or uh, tell her about it so basically yeah. you've got essentially more people telling you you suck than people <laughs> telling you you did good and yeah, and, and so you're only going to hear from the people who had a bad time and yeah. so that may outnumber the people who tell you that they had fun but in fact you it's only like five or six percent of them had a bad time and it was mostly their own attitude that they brought with them when they showed up you know it wasn't yeah. because of anything the race director did so think about that be good be, yeah people be, think about that but yeah. just think about it okay be sweet to the people <laughs> doing this and and they're doing the best they can you know yeah it's like yeah oh man all right bud dang but feisty bud everybody. I know, it feels like you know what i hate and i guess because i was just at the gym all they have you know, it's like Fox News blaring or something like uh, that. So there, there's some guy yelling at something, you know, I don't know. Get off my lawn. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say to everyone. Well, we're talking about like, we're talking about fun stuff. Your trail race should be your fun mini vacation from life where yeah. you are achieving your goal that then you know, you go back to work the next week and it's like, hey, I did something, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, what what else are you going to tell your coworkers that they're sick of hearing, you know, and <laughs> you're not going to believe this 5K ultra. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, a guy, he dropped his empty gel pack, you know. <laughs> oh, man. OK, next, next item. Next, next. All right. This is topic of Lauren's choice. Of you my pick, choice? Yeah, pick something, anything. Is it something I have to bitch about? No, you don't have to bitch. I'm <laughs> sorry that that I wasn't trying to come across as bitchy. I was trying to, but it may have sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So we're talking. Just I can talk about whatever I want. You're giving me free reign. Yeah, you're gonna pick something that surprises me, and we're gonna talk about it for five or ten minutes, and it's probably gonna have some wise cracks, you know. Oh man, you should have definitely prepared me for this. Okay, let's talk about. Oh, bud. It could be anything. Anything. Okay. Okay. I mean, it could be food. It could be whatever, you know. Okay. Let me think. We can't have dead air, so I'm talking while you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> See, clearly, this is why I'm a podcast host and not <laughs> and not the person that's supposed to be like talking. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's talk about. <laughs> it could be fa fabric or, um, you know, uh, sports drinks or. Where'd you, where'd you go? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. You could talk about going to the bathroom in the woods. I mean, anything. Okay. Okay. 
let's talk about let's talk about water filtration on the trail just because that's item number six well i'm going i'm i'm going there yeah go there go there okay so you're already prepared for it just because i spent all weekend filtering water on the trail um so there's like lots of different ways you can do it and i've been thinking about the different ways now bud you have rigged up a little system yourself yeah with a squeezy thing that pumps the water out of the water source and into like let's say your bladder okay yeah um, so, so, so tell us how you did that so there's the msr trail something it's about 50 bucks and it's a little squeezy hand filter with a hose on it okay. and it just so happens that someone showed me this but you can take any like um hydro flask or uh is that the brand name of it? What, what are the bladders? What's the brand name of the bladders that everyone uses? Oh, the hydro quiver. Yeah, well, it's not a quiver. It's like a hydro pack thing. Yeah, hydro pack. I think that's the brand name. But anyways, the mouthpiece can like shove on there. And if you pump this thing, it'll actually backflow water into your bladder. So you don't clean have water. to clean water, clean filtered water. So you don't ever have to take your your vest off to fill it up. And then, of course, because it has a hose, you can drop it down in a crevice and get water in a little stream or something. Right, right. And we actually have a, a photo of that from this past yeah. weekend. Um, yeah. So so I was thinking about that because uh, I have several different water filtration things, and I use them all, actually, on this past weekend. Because if you buy the Solomon or the Be Free uh, little um bottles that have the filters made into the caps those are great but you have to keep them up front and you know drink from them and then refill them they're like half a liter yeah i prefer to have a full bladder as well um and so i have a sawyer squeeze so i have to fill it up and then squeeze it into my bladder which takes a while um but if i have the little squeezy pumpy thing that bud has I could just backflow it into um, my pack a lot quicker. I wouldn't have to take it off and do all that. I was thinking about that this weekend um, just because I anticipate doing a lot of more um, self-supported wilderness yeah. running, which requires a lot of water filtration. Um, and it's re it really is annoying to kind of have to stop. And if you want to fill up your bladder, you got to take everything off and open up the bladder yeah. and then squeeze the filtered water into it. It takes forever. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, so that's good to know. We should do like a little tutorial on how to rig that up because I think I want to make yep. myself one for sure. So we can yep. like and then make the, a tutorial. The other thing is that this little MSR device, it only squeezes about two ounces of water every time you squeeze it. Uh -huh. So, you know, a 40 ounce bladder is going to take, you know, 15 to 20 pumps to get you right. back up. Yeah. But it's uh, a yeah. yeah, it's a whole lot easier than taking off your vest. Oh yeah, taking off your vest, and then you should have seen me trying to like hold the bladder open and then simultaneously uh -huh. squeeze water through the Sawyer filter and so that yeah. it you know shoots into the bladder and it was this whole debacle. Anyways, <laughs> on that right. same topic of water filtration, I wanted to take it a step further um and pretend like we're in a survival situation because i was thinking about that this past weekend because yeah. there's one spot on the trail where i actually did run out of water um it was a hot day i ran out of water and i knew 
I had an idea of where the next water source could be based mm -hmm. by looking at the map. There was a creek, but it was still a ways off and I knew I was going to run out. So my question is, when you're in this situation, it's a hot day, you're running, you're moving fast, you're sweating a lot. When you run out of water um, and your next water stop is still quite a ways, do you A, ration the water or do you just go ahead and drink it? I've heard, because I've heard that you're supposed to just drink the water you have uh, when you need it and not ration it in a survival situation. So I was just curious what you would do. It crossed my mind when I was thinking like, how should I handle this situation? I know I can get to water, but I'm gonna run out and be a little dehydrated before I get there. And I, I ended up rationing and then just emptying it when I was sure by looking at my GPS map that there was a creek within a couple of miles. Yeah, so I think you're supposed to um, drink your water as normal and I'll give mm -hmm. you, or at least that's what I would do. And of course you've been with me and I have completely run out several times yeah. and uh, uh, hold on, I'm getting a text message from someone important here. Uh oh. And they they just pulled in the driveway, but they they walk past me because it's dark. Oh, they they didn't know you're <laughs> yeah, hiding yeah. in your yeah. high tech studio. Yeah, they, they didn't know I was in my studio. That's funny. Uh, so they're probably gonna step out here in a minute. Um, in any case, if here's my here's my rationale. Okay. If if you ration your water, then you could get sick earlier. Okay. Mm, okay. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm on the podcast. Had a a visitor show up. <laughs> <laughs> that was my wife, Jennifer. Um, any case, what was I saying about rationing water? Yeah. So if you ration the water, yeah. you may end up with symptoms of dehydration before earlier. Yes. Earlier, and then you won't be able to make it to your right. So there's two ways to think stuff. about it. Okay. If you if you ration it, your water will last longer, but yeah. you could you could get depleted earlier in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And if you drink it as you normally would, then you won't get sick faster by not having water, but you will run out of water sooner. Right, and at that right. and but I think you'll be in a healthier green light position than you would. You won't be in the yellow light, red light range, you know? Yeah. And there's a chance that you bump into someone who has water coming the other yeah. way, yeah. you know, or or something. But, yeah, you know, you sense. can. Um, I do a lot of stuff in deprivation sometimes where I don't have anything with me and I'm, I'm only going like three or four miles. And so um, you can you need to learn what your body can do, I think. Yeah. And also recognize what it's like to run on empty for a little bit yeah. and. You know, once you get to that next water source, if you are feeling sick, drink up and chill out. You know, don't try and like put it all back in in one shot. You know, you can sit yeah. down and take a break and put it in, a, put some water in your body over the course of half an hour, you know. Yeah. So so my rationale, I, I and I had always heard this in survival, drink like normal, um, like you were saying. And so I did start to ration a little bit. And when I was sure that I, I knew the distance to water, I just went ahead and, and drank like normal. 
But I will say when I finally did find uh, water coming off of a rock going down to a creek. Oh man. I, I, I filled up and just, I just chugged. It was like I had not had water (laughs) for hours and that wasn't the case, but I was just like, I got to drink. It's water. It was like, as if I had been so deprived. Um, It was an interesting. (laughs) Do you remember when we were, what was the name of that trail we did? past north river that time what was the name of that oh in in lockdown yeah what was it called wilderness out there in cherokee national forest where we it same thing happened and we could hear the water off in the distance we're like oh thank god there's water because we didn't know when the next water stop was yeah Um, and i laid down in the creek and i had that msr the hose laying beside me and i was just squeezing in my mouth drinking it yeah just drinking it all yeah okay so there's different types of water filters and different rationale behind each one. So for me personally, I like to store clean water. Okay. I don't like to store dirty water. And so the, the little water um, hydration flasks that have a filter built into the mouthpiece, you're storing dirty water and you have to yeah. filter it as you drink it. Okay. I that, have some still sitting in my yeah. <laughs> Some dirty water. Oh my God. <laughs> I know yeah. I got to clean it. I know I will tomorrow. I, I swear. <laughs> Sorry. So I like, I like to keep clean water when I store it. So that's why I like to filter into my bladder clean water, yeah. you know, that way, you know, it's good, you know, but in any case, uh, there's a, there's another style filter and it's, it's, a um, oh, what did you call this? It's a Sawyer. And it's like a, it's not the Sawyer Mini, but I think it might be. Okay. But the Sawyer, the Sawyer Mini has um, uh, prongs on it. So you can basically take your water bladder and cut the hose and install the Sawyer Mini um, on your water bladder. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. so then, so then when you drink from your water bladder, it's filtering it through the Sawyer Mini. But and, see, I don't want to put dirty water into my bladder. Yeah, that's what I don't like. That's that. why. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because I mean, sure, you can wash it, but I don't know. Listen, listen, Giardia also, is nasty, oh, and yeah. I just <laughs> I don't want to take any risks. Okay. Yeah. So, like one of the things with the Sawyer Mini or one of those other type Sawyer things, you would basically have a dirty water bladder, and you would yeah. let it gravity drain into a clean water bladder, like when at camp. And so okay. that that's what you would do. So I think if you're the type of person who just wants to fill up a bladder and use the Sawyer Mini, then you're you just have to designate one of your like like me. I've got several of those hydration bladders, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, some of them are nastier than others, but you de- designate one as the dirty one, you know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. We'll see. I, uh, I've i just been thinking a lot about water filtration and stuff since my weekend. I had a, lo- I had a lot of time to think about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. But I do. That is a good mm-hmm. reminder uh, that I do indeed need to um, clean out my, <laughs> my water filter. Bad <laughs> Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> last week or last weekend, I had like. Uh, beef jerky in my um, hydration pack yeah and it it had been in there for uh let's just say a month okay and so it was really really super crispy 
And so I had to like take a bite of it. And then I had to put some water in my mouth to get it to soak to it back up. It. Yeah. Yeah. Rehydrate <laughs> it to where beef jerky is supposed to be. That way I could chew it. You know, that's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got to clean up my hydration pack. Yeah. I haven't even cleaned it out all the way from this last are, weekend. Are we done with water? We're done with water. Let's move okay. on. Bud. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite topics. Okay. But it's okay. called uh, new music. Okay. So, okay. You got any new music in your life? I do, bud. In fact, <laughs> uh, yeah. So when we were finishing wrapping up our trip this weekend, bud introduced me to some new music that I'm enjoying now. So thank you for that, bud. What What are they? What is it? Well, the thing I've been listening to this week that I got kind of got turned on to. Um, is Culture Wall, which is a folksy with kind of a bluegrass undertone to it. Um, been listening to that a little bit. I like it. My kids hate it. I put it on one day in the car and they're like, what is this? <laughs> this is awful. Why are we listening to this? I'm like, hush. When you yeah. drive your own car <laughs> that you pay for, you get to pick the music. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love Culture Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of got me turned on to that. Yeah. So this uh, this is new to me from last week. Okay. And I don't know where it was my whole life. Uh oh. But uh, Charlie Crockett. And oh uh, yeah, you played some of him for me. Yeah. Yeah, that that's my new thing right there, and okay. I love Charlie Crockett. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in a bluegrassy <laughs> like yeah. folk music mood lately so it's good yeah me too I, but it's it's good music you know um yeah. any new podcast you're listening to <laughs> that's a that's a <laughs> trick question because bud knows damn well there's a new <laughs> podcast uh okay listen listen not that our podcast isn't wonderful because it is uh, and i'm not biased <laughs> in the least. um Okay, listen, guys, listen. There's this podcast, and if you hadn't listened to it before, it's it's gonna it's gonna rock your world. You'll never be the same. Uh, I had seen somebody talk about this podcast. Yeah, on, not not safe for work, not safe no, for it children. Is totally like the most unsafe podcast for children. Uh, some adults, even even if you, <laughs> yeah, even work. if you. <laughs> Even if you're uh, with your significant other, you might get very embarrassed listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, I had heard about it years ago from another group of runners, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. You have to listen to this podcast. So I'd always kind of kept it on the back burner and thought, okay, someday I'm, I'm going to listen to it. Well, that someday has come. And I started, I don't know, it's probably been about a month ago when I was wrapping up training uh, for this last hundred I started listening to my dad wrote a porno. Okay. <laughs> so guys, let me just tell you, okay. It's vulgar. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it, but if you like, it's one of those podcasts that I literally can't listen to while I run anymore because I laugh so hard that I can't breathe. And I'm like crying and I'm like bent over on the side of the trail, heaving and laughing. Right. And people are staring at you uh, but this podcast, okay, is freaking hilarious. I love to laugh. I'm not easily offended by 
sexual things and anyways it's hilarious if you're not easily offended i highly recommend it i listened to it the whole way to north carolina and back (laughs) so what this past weekend yeah if we could just say a little bit of what it's about okay um the uh so this guy's english and their humor is different from ours but it's kind of similar yeah it's so good and so when they make fun of words and things it i mean it just it's a riot it's so, so that, funny so the guy who's hosting the podcast is you know late 30s early 40s whatever and his dad is mid to late 60s his dad wrote a book and it's an erotic novel it's uh you can put you can self-publish shit on amazon so you can just write anything and there's no one telling you what you can and even with do. very bad grammar yeah. and punctuation there's no, there's no one telling you that hey this story sucks it's just horrible <laughs> and so you know you don't have a publisher who's not going to publish shit and so basically you have a book that you can sell on amazon for a dollar you know and people can buy it and read it if they want to well, this guy finds out his dad writes this erotic novel and it's horrible and it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So this entire podcast is basically him and his friends reading chapters of this and laughing their ass off. And and every time his dad has some kind of weird situation in the book, they're appalled. It's like, oh, my God, your dad wrote this, you know, and then it's aren't you embarrassed, you know, and they're and so it's just it's a riot. It is so, so comical. I just absolutely adore that podcast. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. You know, maybe not have it blasting around other people. Right. Uh, <laughs> I did make Bud listen to some of it. It was hilarious. Oh, but it's, it's so funny. I mean, sometimes you'll, your cheeks will hurt from laughing. Oh, yeah. Like when I, the first time I put it on, I was on a long run. I was like running 20 miles. And I mean, by the time I got to 10 mile, my, I was sore from laughing. Like, and I kept having to pull off on the side of the trail and like, just laugh. And people were staring at me. I mean, it was ridiculous, but it was just, I don't know. It's, it's such a fun time. So listen, okay. (laughs) Oh, but listen, it's, it's gone viral. So because of the podcast, people buy the book because it's so stupid you know not because it's good and there's a whole series the dad wrote a whole series now yeah and they've got i actually looked this up on the internet today because i was curious (laughs) they they have posters and movies and skits and t-shirts and you can buy all kinds of shit about this it's It's ridiculous yeah Yeah. so that's what lauren is currently listening to my my choices are so refined and mature but (laughs) i'm loving it i love it (laughs) okay next topic uh still with me lauren i'm with you can you see me yeah you blink in and out maybe because of the screen i don't know great wall of china uh new gear okay tell Um, me about any new gear in your life i do have this fast pack i bought at the end of last year and I'd, i'd use it at frozen head and then i used it this past week it's the ultimate direction fast pack her so it's specifically for the female build i like it um i will say that the chest straps don't fit me as well as they should but i don't fault them because i'm a little abnormally large up top 
but I, overall, like no chafing and, and stuff like that. Uh, it fits better than the unisex fast packs. So previous, um, when I first started, we did scar years ago, uh, yeah. I got a unisex fast pack and it worked and it's fine. Um, I think that one was a Nathan one. But this Ultimate Direction Fast Packer, I love it. It's good. Don't, I mean, there's a few things I don't like about it. I feel like the pockets up front are a little too narrow, um, especially with for my water filters and stuff that I like to carry up yeah. front. So I don't like that. So I, I wouldn't, like when this one wears down, I won't buy it again. I will look for something that is just made to suit my needs better. Because, mm -hmm. um, the yeah, the front pockets are just way too narrow. Um. And like you have to like shove the you know the filter flasks like and then they flop around and it's just annoying. Yeah. But overall, it's a great pack. Um, I'll definitely do something different next time. Uh, other new gear? <sighs> I don't think so. I'm I'm a creature of habit, bud. Uh, I've had trouble getting my Solomon shoes in because of production issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's been a pain in the ass. I know everybody's had that trouble with shoes, or a lot of people have. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, what else do I have that's different or new? Um, mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing I did recently. It's not recent. Maybe it's a month or longer. But um, this is kind of new, but not really. So okay. Orange Mud had a sale on stuff. And so I bought the same hydration pack that I had for like three or four years. I bought it in a different color just because I wanted to have a different color. <laughs> so it's like, I'm a creature of habit, but it was like- Fashion statement. Yeah, I had it in black and then they came out in lime green and then it went on sale and it was like half price. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that, you know? So I did. That's funny. Why is that funny? So you just have the same pack, but it's two different colors now, right? Yeah, and, and my original one is, is, <laughs> is all, there's places where I've sewed it back. Oh, okay. I've, so I've, there was a need. You need no, it. No, it's not a need, but yeah, okay. uh, I can show you where it's all ripped and I've sewed it back together yeah. and stuff. And but it's it's the uh, what do they call it? The ultimate direction? No, the the orange mud um, endurance pack. I think's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I've got one. And of those. and it's got uh, I I had it in black and then I bought it in lime green and just because it's green or also because it was like half price well yeah i mean it's hard to pass <clears throat> up a deal like that i think that's yeah. my fast pack was on clearance through rei yeah so and so know, that's why i bought <laughs> i'm just gonna say this i mean but other you know running pack companies that don't come with a a, a bladder in it the damn bladder is like forty dollars i know so, i keep and, a collection of them so yeah so orange <laughs> mud has it comes with the bladder that's true you know? that is good about orange mud i will say because yeah. i have several orange mud bladders that i use like in my other hydration packs uh, yeah it's kind of nice yeah yeah they they all fit everything so you yeah. can just swap them around you know yeah okay um i don't think i have any other new gear that was and that's not really new gear. That's old gear, new gear, different color gear. Updated. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, I need to hear this. This is the next topic. Okay. What out of your old gear, what is your favorite old gear that you cannot live without? You're, the staple for you, what is it? 
<sighs> something that I don't care if they ever redesign or do anything. The one that you have, that that is it. It's the be best piece of gear you got that you just, that's the shit. Mm, do I have anything that's like that? Oh, let me think. I would probably say my skirts. Um, there's this one particular style of skirt mm. I run in. And luckily it has not changed. Um, because they do me well. Like, I just... I mean, I can run in other stuff, but there, I just love these skirts so much for so many reasons that like, like some of these are really old, the skirts I have that I've run so many miles in them. I've had them for years and they, they do me well, they've held up and, um, yeah. So I don't know. I've tried running in other stuff and I always regret it. So I've got some skirts that are just like the shit and, mm. uh. Yeah, I don't know. But as far as other gear, you know, I change hydration packs off and on. And I will say. <clears throat> this well, there's di there's different packs for different occasions. There mm -hmm. is. And I, I mainly use my Solomon pack. Um, now that it's getting hot and it's summer, my Solomon pack will have to go on the hanger more. Uh, spring, fall and winter, the Solomon pack. I, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great pack. It just it really is. Uh, but summer, it's too hot. And so I usually switch to orange mud uh, during the summer. Um, but I tell you, that Solomon pack is hard to beat. I wish it wasn't mm -hmm. so hot, like in hot and humid weather, because it's a great pack. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed what I've done with, like, my Solomon pack. I, I don't wear it a whole lot, but yeah, I, I changed the uh, uh, straps on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and and this is just me, okay? but people should be able to modify their gear to suit their needs okay yeah so if there's like bullshit tabs on it you don't like cut them off yeah yeah if there's other stuff you need sew it on right you know the straps on most of these packs i feel they're inadequate i don't like them mm -hmm. and so like these weird um elasticy kind of shoestring looking straps that are elasticy Mm -hmm. And they go, they go through these weird buckles. Those things slip, and I don't like them. Yeah, and so okay. uh, I swap them out with uh, like bungee cord stuff. So you okay. can buy like the the same kind of bungee cord they use. What I was originally using was those uh, elastic shoestrings that are like um, I don't know what the hell they call those, but but you can buy bungee cord that's like eighth inch or three thirty second inch or whatever it is. And so you can lace up your running vest with a different type of elastic strap in the front. And, mm -hmm. and it's perfect, you know, because it, it will sit and you can use barrel uh, clasps. So that okay. way it holds wherever you put it, it holds. And then it's also flexible, you know, because okay. I hate running and my straps loosen. I hate oh, that. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. You got to keep retightening, tightening yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my old gear favorite, I guess, would be Ultra Olympus shoes. So that's like my thing. If uh, they, I always have to have those. They're just they're so comfortable, you know. Mm -hmm. And they still I'll, make those, correct? Like they still, yeah, make yeah. Them? They they okay. uh, they update them. So I don't know if they're on four point five or what 
version they're on now, but they always update them and they don't last the best, you know, especially if you're on the street, some. Yeah. And so, uh, but they're comfortable and they always feel good. They feel good out of the box. They feel good broke in mm-hmm. and they feel good at the end of a long race. And they're just, they're, they just do me right, you know? So the Ultra Olympus, that's my old gear favorite. Okay, I'm skipping the next topic, which was water filters. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to go to beer choices. Okay. Go ahead and have at it. Oh, me? Yeah, okay, beer so choices. I'm not a huge beer drinker. I mean, I, I enjoy a beer. Except uh, when we're out drinking and then you drink all kinds of beer. Yeah, I mean... There are certain beers I do not like. Um, I'm not an IPA beer person. Yep. I don't like real hoppy beer. Uh, I I really like lighter wheat beers. I like um, ciders. I don't know. I'm willing to try anything. Uh, sometimes I do like stouts and darker beer. It just depends on what it is. I'm willing to try anything once, um, beer-wise. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, especially when it's hot, I like something light yep. and refreshing. Like this last time we went to a brewery and I got like they had a pale blonde strawberry ale or something. And it was really delightful. I loved it. Um, I'm a fan of ciders. I don't know. I like to try different things. I like I tried this one nitro cream something brew one time and it was delicious. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I like to try new things. Yeah, so like for me, um, I'm going to just say that there's probably nothing that I don't like or would not drink, okay? Mm-hmm. But there, I do have favorites, and I kind of shift back and forth, you know? So like right now, what I really like, and um, I don't know if it's a real manly thing. I don't think it is. But I have like, a picture about your manly drinks, but I should post that uh, for the podcast. Well, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, we're talking about ciders, and they have like these blackberry ciders, oh, and yeah, they're just—it's kind of like a sour, and it, it, it yeah. is so so insanely good. They are and they, good. Yeah. They do these in North Carolina. I cannot find anything local. Um, I don't know what the deal is. I got to find something, but it's. It's so insanely good. It's it's like almost so good that it's uh, it's dangerous. You know? Yeah, just keep <laughs> drinking it. Yeah, they are yeah. good. I'm a fan of ciders. There's this there's this one in um, they have one in Knoxville, but it Kingsport I think is where it's located, and it's mm. the Gypsy Circus Cidery. And nice. I love there's they have all kinds of flavors, all kinds of different fruits and combinations, and they're super good. Uh, you can buy them in Chattanooga usually. We, we don't have it here in Nashville. So when I go to Chattanooga, I usually hit up liquor stores to to get me some of my cider. But if you're in Knoxville, I think you, they have a place mm. there. And then their home base is Kingsport. Um, and so I, I absolutely love them. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. They have such fun flavors. Um, yeah, that's good. We got we got to make a trip there one of these days. That sounds good. Um. So I also like local beer. So anywhere we go or something, I've got to have like the local stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just see what it's like. And, yeah. you know, I seem to spend a lot of time in North Carolina and they really know how to make good beer. They I mean, do. They I know agree. what's going on. Uh, I agree. 
Yeah. Uh, last topic that I have here. We're okay. Past the, past the hour mark. It's car camping. Okay. And uh, I know like at the, the rim runner race, and that's like a topic for another podcast, but there was like a bunch of people who were car camping and then mm-hmm. a bunch of people who weren't. And I think there's like a difference between the experience you get car camping and the experience you get staying in a hotel. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you have a race like that where it's like, okay, they got this huge ass field and anyone who wants to can just park in it and sleep overnight, then you probably have these groups of, you know, dumbasses out meeting each other at night. So you got like all your runner friends that you're going to meet brand new. And they're all hanging out and they're all sharing food and they're all sharing liquor and beer with each other, whatever, campfires and all that stuff. Yeah, it's super fun. And and you get to meet people you would never experience. So it's like all of a sudden you get immersed in this thing that you wouldn't get if you weren't car camping. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would just encourage everyone to figure out how the hell do you camp in your car, you know? everyone and you can do it for a night no one cares and if your seats roll down all the way or if you have a small suv maybe it folds down and you can sleep in the back and i've seen all kinds of cool stuff there's like adventure van rigs on one end of the category and then there's um old late 1990s uh conversion vans and stuff Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. you you know Obviously, get something reliable, but I'm sure you can pick up a conversion van dirt cheap. You know, they, they're old, you know. Yeah, maybe. And, and we saw people camping in those things. And they're, you don't have to have like $40,000 invested in decking out the inside of an adventure oh, van. Oh, yeah. You That's like us. Yeah. You could have a used freaking U-Haul or something yeah. and turn it into the most awesome you know, rig that has all your toys in it and all your equipment and whatever and yeah. go, go places, have mountain bikes in there and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm a fan of the, the, um, adventure van. Ours has done as well. I enjoy it. Uh, it works perfect. Yeah. And yours, yours is still a work, a work in progress. It's still. Oh yeah. yeah. We do it all ourselves and it's just here and there when we, it's yeah. mainly Jim add stuff to it. So yeah, it's great. I love it. I, uh, can't imagine not having it. So that's good. Yeah, and I did learn this from someone at work the other day, and they they found a source for, like, a good platform for making adventure vans, and it's old church buses, okay? Oh, so yeah. there's a, you can buy those really, really cheap, and a lot of times they've been kept up really well, and they have super low miles on them. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so usually what happens is churches are getting rid of them, or what you'll find is a, um, a wheeler dealer car guy who's maybe bought one somehow and you can buy it from him really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're all less than 30 feet long. So you don't need any special license to buy it. Okay. You can take all the chairs out or, you know, leave like, you know, four or five chairs in there. So your friends can ride with you and then um, have the rest of it just be like, you know, open area with bunk beds or whatever you want, mm-hmm. or or even deck it out like a, a mobile home, you know. Cool stuff. I could live in a van, by the way. I'm just <laughs> that's like my retirement plan. This is yeah. my adventure van. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing with the church bus, 
is like it's got windows everywhere and so yeah you'd have to make something to, to yeah just cover it cover the windows yeah, somehow tint, tint them or do something mm -hmm. with curtains where you can't see in the thing yeah yeah that'd yeah. be an easy fix and obviously everything you do with the church van um probably has some kind of like church name on it and stuff so if you don't paint it and stuff you're kind of like incognito you know going to church people not yeah. going to the woods to run 100 miles and drink liquor I swear yeah or it's like when the church bus comes into the parking lot where all of us ruffians are it's like oh god the youth group is here you know, <laughs> or something that's funny that's funny <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Uh, no matter what you drive, you can definitely rig it to car camp, uh, even if you don't have an adventure van. That's something I think anybody can do, and it's totally worth it. I would agree with that, but I'm a fan of camping in any way I can. So I will make one suggestion, though. If What's you that? Can figure it out. Your dirty clothes and shit needs to stay outside of the vehicle. If you can figure out how to do that, you're golden because i i know that we i've had some rank you know clothing and stuff inside the cab and you know you may not smell it today but tomorrow i swear to god you will smell it so and this reminds me of a story okay. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you okay so this past weekend went to art Loeb, did this big tr weekend of trail running okay i had a lot of stanky clothes and gear and like i said i was blasting my dad wrote a porno um <laughs> Okay, so I get home at like mm. two in the morning, you know, because yeah. we get off trail, we eat. By the time I get home, I had to stop it for a nap. And by the time I get home, it's like 2 a.m. So I literally just leave all my shit in the car. And I'm like, I got to get in bed because I got to get up and take kids to school in the morning, right? So yeah. I literally ju just left everything and went inside and went to bed. So I get up the next morning, get the kids in the car, and we open the door and they're like, Oh my God, it smells like someone died in here. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, well, my gear's in there. And then I crank on the car and my dad wrote a porno is blasting. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap. So I'm like frantically trying to turn off the podcast because it's totally inappropriate for children. And at the same time, like trying to like throw and toss out all my nasty gear. So I was like, these poor kids. <laughs> Like they're gonna remember their mom is like this total dirt bag. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just very comical at the time. They didn't hear anything. It's all good. Uh, I caught it in time, and then I tossed the gear. We rolled down the windows. It was totally fine. Uh, but it cracked me up, you know. Just like <laughs> that's that's getting in my car in the morning. Oh yeah, that's what you get. So, where'd you go, bud? It's like all dark. I can't see you. Oh. I stepped outside to take care of something. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, yeah, back to reality. Uh, get rid of the stinky gear, turn off the bad, vulgar podcast. Okay, okay, I got something to end with. Okay, all right, I know last, we're over time. last thing. Yeah, yeah, last thing. Last weekend, Saturday, I was totally solo all day on the trail, and then we spent most of the day Sunday on trail, and we were mm -hmm. together with a friend. Uh, how many Snickers bars do you think I consumed during my trail time this past weekend in North Carolina? Full size Snicker bars? Full size. Six. I was on a Snick. It's six. 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 How'd you know that? I, no, I guessed. 
totally yeah, I had four. Like I was on such a Snickers kick. Well, I was you, like, you I'm had... just gonna like load up my bag, and I was like was eating it... Snickers every hour. <laughs> was it four? Or was it six? It was four on Saturday and two on Sunday. So six okay. is correct. And then I did okay. have a little mini one, a couple of mini ones. So a little more okay. than six, like six and a half. Yeah, because I was thinking like uh, one every 10 miles. And then <laughs> oh, I, I, I was know. trying to divide it up. Yeah. Yeah, I just was, I was on a Snickers kick. And... So what did you have like 54 miles or something or 60 I miles? ended up with 50 miles and almost yeah. 15,000 feet of vertical gain. So I was pretty yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Happy. I mean, I was using science here. <laughs> but it's like calculating. <laughs> it's totally, no, it's totally observational science. That's funny. You know, you've seen the female lion do something and then you watch, and you, they ask, well, what's their behavior? It's like, well, I've seen them kill this before. I've seen and them so kill I'm... six Snickers bars in one <laughs> <Yeah>. sitting. <laughs> I saw yeah, that. it's so funny. I don't know. Usually I take one with me, but I yeah. was like, like, man, that just sounds good. I'm just going to like buy a shit ton of them and just like eat them. And that's what I did. <laughs> 250 calories a pop and like 50 grams yeah. of sugar. It's perfect. It's perfect trail food. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so since we started on that topic and I accidentally said something about lions and stuff, uh-huh. I have to tell you one of my other pet peeves okay 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 let's wrap up with a pet peeve tell us yeah so i believe that animals can do whatever the fuck they want okay okay do you do you believe that well yeah they're animals they they can think and they can decide and make decisions and they can do whatever they want sometimes you hear these morons and i'm gonna call them morons okay (laughs) they're like zoological experts or whoever and they're like well lions don't do this they don't do this kind of behavior we're seeing something that we've never seen and it's like no pal you haven't seen that yeah these these lions be doing stuff behind your back and they've been doing that for millions of generations they don't give a shit what you've seen they can do whatever they want and i don't care if you saw them do this one day way over there and y'all wrote a damn book about it today they may eat this animal a different animal that you've never seen them eat, you know? Yeah. And they may do that just because they want to. And they may, that you may witness a behavior they've never done, but they're animals. They can do whatever they want. They can make choices. Yep. Dr. G little bud here. Yep. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. True. It's I, true. Yeah. It's true. It's and it's true. like, they're like, no one's ever seen this behavior. I'm like, people have only been looking at lions for so long and filming them for so long, you know? And they've been out there being lions for ever, you know, and they can make whatever choice they want. That's true, Ben. It's true. Look at us. We're we're giant animals and we make all kinds of dumb decisions that we're like, I can't believe people actually do that. And then they do. They do. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm glad we had this airing of grievances. Uh It did. It did feel like Festivus. It was like. Close to Easter, it's like Eastervis or something. <laughs> Did it feel very know. cathartic? Do you feel like a load is lifted off your chest, bud? Yeah, because I can't blow up at the people at the gym. It's like if I, mean, I go, could. I could. <laughs> I was like, put that back, you know. <laughs> Start carrying a foghorn when people do things that annoy you. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, how, but we are much... really nice people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much how much do you want to bet that 
the people who wrote like big old stuff shirt books on etiquette and manners and all that kind of stuff they were basically just trying they were just sick of everybody sick, sick of, of them. everyone's shit sick of everyone's shit and they yeah. were just trying to Been not there, done that yeah and they wrote a book on <laughs> etiquette and we think they're like experts and like oh they're trying to help people and like no just, i'm trying i'm just sick of everybody sick of them sick of everyone they don't yeah. use napkins they burp they don't wash their hands they you know they don't have manners in public oh i saw i saw some is you know i'm not even gonna say it on the air i just i'll just have to tell you privately what i saw okay. a, kid, a, a kid doing on the ball field while i was driving home it's just oh, like no. I, I cannot believe this you know uh -oh. okay <laughs> that sounds like an interesting story i'll tell for you he, for another time yeah i mean he's there with all these people the kid's got his hand down the back of his pants probably you know hand in his butt crack or something and it's mm. like well you know it's disgusting and now he's <laughs> gonna go play ball or play on the playground with everybody else yeah uh kids yep grown-ups probably do it too <laughs> oh. <laughs> on that note bud let's wrap it up <laughs> all right you have a good night <laughs> all right bye bud. Th this was fun bye good night bye <laughs>